Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Phil Tiger. Hello Slacker friends, welcome to the internet's best ever music panel show. We break down the week's biggest news stories in music, ask stupid questions and we filter it through three brains every week. Um, This panel show is to music stories and the weekend news to what being a total goth freak is to Phoebe Bridgers. So if you've joined us on the podcast, lots of love to you. If you're watching it on the Slacker YouTube channel, then you know what to do. You've got to subscribe uh, and you've got to like hit the bell and do all the rest of those things. If you're listening on the podcast RSS feed, then hello to you. I'd say you've been here for quite some time. Um, And big up everybody who is supporting the Patreon as well. Uh, Patreon dot com forward slash slacker podcast and we're putting up loads of exclusive podcasts exclusive playlists um we will be giving free tickets away to things whenever we can actually see each other in the flesh again and that is all of the contractually obliged stuff that i have to say at the start of a podcast before we get into meet who our slacker friends are this week <laughs> the world when the world when shaking up traditional music industry a great singer songwriter and someone who I've had on my podcast and radio show many times before Dodie Clark and this isn't Dodie this is a cover version that I've got because if I get original songs from people it'll get taken down off YouTube so I've got a cover of Chloe Mariando uh, oh, do, doing a cover of I'm Being Honest. That's better than mine. Use that instead. <laughs> Tony, how you doing? I'm good. Yeah, I'm really good. I'm, I'm pretty tired, but um, I feel very ready to chat. I don't know why. I just woke up speaking. <laughs> Damn right. Right. Well, I mean, you've got a bigger cup of tea than I do, and I have a pretty, pretty huge cup of tea. Put up the camera. Yours isn't even a cup. Yours is like um, like some sort of like plastic. Not as plastic big as you dish. think. 
Am uh, I just really small? You're just a little tiny, tiny little woman that lives in a cup. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> our second slacker friend today. You could be dancing on tabletops, wearing high heels. Wow, I sound good. <laughs> That, I've never been that, that in June. The smooth voice <laughs> from Northampton, Bruno Major. This is a cover of uh, Bruno Major's track um, uh, by Sam Kim. Have you heard this one before? Uh, no, it's so in tune. It's like it's almost it's almost too in tune. I love it. Listen. Isn't it upsetting, but also amazing when you hear people <laughs> sing your songs better than you both? <laughs> yeah. I always write as if I can belt and I can't, and then other people can, and I'm like, you know what? I should just I should just give this to you. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, sometimes I actually take I take inspiration from covers. I'll see somebody will do a certain like run or a Oh my a god, me too. I just like start just using it and yeah, give me no too. Credit, sorry. If I play it like I once I wrote this song and like I um this note is like I wrote it a very different way. And then when mm. I started like hearing covers and like playing it live, everyone would sing just a little bit higher, like as if it was like an octave rather than the, the other one. Right. And um I was like, oh that sounds better. And then I just like sang it like that instead. I guess I just sang it a bit sharp and everyone was like, that's the note. <laughs> <laughs> I've got uh, I've got you guys cover versions absolutely sorted. I think they're two of the biggest ones that I could find of your tracks. The Sam Kim one's got like a couple of hundred thousand, and the the Chloe Mariano one's got loads as well. Um, so I've always I've obviously started us on the back foot because you you're both like oh no I wish we were as good as those guys, but no we got you on because you're like incredibly uh, yeah we're pretty gif- good gifted musicians and uh, and I want to hear what you have to think and say about uh the the week in music and um some of the really well put together well thought out not done in 15 minute questions that i um sent over to you guys yesterday they were pretty good <laughs> i was like these are great i can't wait to answer them uh before we start how's your how's your week been going like uh what's what's new with you guys uh on, do you usually like to take this one yeah, oh, I will. Thank you, Bruno. Um, I have an empty flat down the road now, just because of like random circumstances. And I've decided I'm going to put all of my equipment in it because I have just like a lot of stuff in my bedroom and it doesn't quite work. Um, so yeah, I might make some sort of a studio, except I don't really know how to do that. But it is very exciting to think that I might be the kind of person to just wake up and walk to my studio and work. <laughs> that sounds that sounds pretty nice. You need to get you need to eat, start eating loads of eggs because like you can get the egg cartons and put them on the wall as soundproofing. Oh really? Yeah. Oh interesting. <laughs> you didn't right, know where yeah. I was taking that one. You were like just what? buy soundproof <laughs> <laughs> Well you could do that either. Bruno, how about you? How's how's things going with you? What's new? Uh, I've actually, this is the first week I've returned to any semblance of productivity or work. I've, I, I took the two months of lockdown completely off. Good for um, you. I got back into the studio and I was obviously just like, how do I play the piano? <laughs> um, but it's slowly coming back to me. The synapses are relinking um, and I'm, I'm making a new EP for an artist called Eloise. Oh, um, sweet. Who, amazing um so yeah we're having a great time we're in the studio making music which is really the best thing that i like to do what did you do for like three months when or whatever however long lockdown was when you weren't like making music or anything like were you just in stasis where you were just like sitting there like this yeah man i 
you know, I don't really, time is a concept that I don't necessarily subscribe to anyway. Um, but it did very much feel like time itself became entirely meaningless. And the two months could well have been three days. I just, I was at my parents' house, just sort of waking up, walking the dog, doing some ab crunches, playing computer games and going back to bed and repeating ad <laughs> infinitum. Do you know what? You would be, you would do really well in prison. I was, oh my God, I dream about prison every night. I think because I'm like convinced I'm in one. Was that not really? My was it, was it nice? Did you feel like refreshed? Because I've been doing pretty much that as well, minus the dog and I feel mental. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm personally just sort of motivated purely by the fear of failure. So the only two, the only time I ever take off is Christmas because I know no one else is doing anything. Mm -hmm. Whereas during the lockdown, because I, I was aware that no one was doing anything, I was like, fine, this is my time. I'm just going to, I'm going to buy roller release an amazing album. So like putting that out and having people listening to it and loving it, you're just like, sweet, I didn't fail. Yeah, exactly. I can relax. Right, exactly. Yeah. You know what, do you want to be my PR person? <laughs> Absolutely. I could talk about this album forever. I love it so much. It's just so Thank classic. You. It's beautiful. Guys, this is this is such a love, lovely uh, group that we've got as our Slacker friends this week. Let's start in with question number one. These um, clips that I'm playing are getting like more ridiculous as the week goes on. Just, <laughs> just the midi, You've done good research. Mid, well done. MIDI versions and and MIDI versions and covers. This is clearly Eminem, but we'll hear when it gets into this bit. That doesn't sound like Eminem that bit, does it? Sounds like some honky tonk. They're trying like... to pr transcribe rapping. It's quite cool. <laughs> it sounds like Randy Newman's about to sing an Eminem song. It's oh, all... wow. You gotta lose yourself in the music <laughs> moment. <laughs> Eminem has recently criticised those people um, not wearing face masks on his new collaboration with Kid Cudi, which came out last week. Um, my question that I pose to you, Dodie and Bruno, is what has been your favourite lockdown musical content? This can be a live stream. It can be a live gig. It can be some sort of mad social media experiment, idea, whatever. It's over to you. Starting with you, Dodie. Um, okay, so I have two because my friends have just been awful. Uh, uh, awful, oh my God, did not mean that. Awesome, wow. I've been awful. Um, Tessa Violet and Orla Gartland have both done these like incredible sort of online concerts, like festivals. Tessa Violet has done something called Something to Look Forward To. Orla Gartland did indoor season. And they're basically just like this great like live setup where they have like multiple camera angles and like guests come on and like play um yeah and it's just been so cool and so interactive and i'm so jealous of that <laughs> no that wasn't and it's been really fun to watch that's that's wicked like you you you're like uh you almost you should like have a collective by the stage because like you guys like just you hang out in, in each other's videos and stuff like that you support each other quite a lot i like that yeah, I'm so lucky. Ola literally lives like there as well. So I could like, we've been seeing a lot of each other from a distance in if lockdown. You, if you stuck your head out the window right now and shouted Orla, do you reckon she shared Dodie back? Genuinely, well, maybe not right now, but <laughs> honestly, she could, yes. <laughs> uh, Bruno, same same question to you. Um, what, what has been the sort of lockdown musical experience that you've enjoyed most? Um, 
I'm going to go for a sort of slightly more holistic answer um, or vague, whichever way we want to look at it. I think I think it's been amazing to me the the level of disconnect that we have been forced to experience as a society in general. We're all stuck in our own places physically and we're all reaching out to try and experience like a, a, a community and a global empathy. And I feel that um, the proliferation of online performances and uh, attempts by artists to reach people in a real way through a screen has been actually quite profound and, and, and uplifting um, and shows that you can't really disconnect us because we are connected by our minds. Oh, wow. Yeah, geez. <laughs> so he's like, yes, I'll have that one too. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, okay, so like, uh, I mean, across the whole spectrum, I haven't really watched that many live streams. I haven't really watched that many live gigs. Right, moving us on to question two right now, which is kind of all about covers, right? Creeper um, have recently done a cover of Neil Young's Hey Hey My My, which is an amazing song, and Creeper, an amazing band, uh, which made me think of the question, what's the best cover version of a song that you've ever heard? And you can't say the intro music that I gave you earlier on in the show. Um, <laughs> who wants to go first? Bruno, I went first last time, you go. Okay. Um, well, I sometimes find that the greatest songs are often written by people who don't have the greatest voices. Um, thinking like Lenny Cohen, uh, Leon Russell are two examples. Um, and then it takes somebody with an all-time great voice to bring that original idea to life in a way that the original singer couldn't have imagined. So mm. I've gone with uh, Donny Hathaway, A Song For You, um, which in my opinion is the greatest vocal performance by a male ever. And it was originally written by a guy called Leon Russell, who is an amazing songwriter, but sounded a bit like a parrot with tonsillitis when he sang. <laughs> Class. Um, yeah. <laughs> wow. What, what, what's that? What's the track called again? Donny Don, Don Hathaway, a song for you. I've never heard. I it. think I have heard that before. It's one of those ones where I like really recognize the name. Ring I'm... tissues. A song I'm gonna say. Oh. Can Can you not just sing it for us? Like that would be way easier. <laughs> okay. Because I've been so many places in my life. Do you really want me to sing it? I can actually do it. Yeah, go on, go ahead. This is great. It's a cover version. I'm actually not going to do it. It's quite embarrassing. I mean, that, that was that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Hold on. My answer is Bruno's cover of a song. Kidding. I like that. Wow, I have to listen to that. I like that fancy looking piano that you've got behind you. It's got like, it's got, it feels like it's got no top on. It's like you've got a topless piano. Yeah, I bought, I bought this piano for 500 pounds and I carried it up to the flat with um, the piano man and a homeless man who decided he wanted to hang out with us for the day. Um, and I've written every song I've ever written on it, um, pretty much. And it's really out tune and never goes in tune. Um, but Ray, um, Ray Davis once said, all the best songs can be played on an out of tune piano, so I remember that every time I play. Wow! <laughs> I I was just thinking, like, true. I thought I was like, what a shit job a piano man must have. Like, like their only job is to lug pianos up and down stairs <laughs> all day. You need truly. You, you would need to be one hard bastard. <laughs> Jack. Yeah. Um, Dodie, what's your favorite cover version? 
Um, I can't think about like my favorite of all time right now, but Leanna Havis just released a cover of Weird Fishes, and oh my god, <laughs> it changed my life. Like genuinely, I was just walking outside. I went for a walk. And I was like, oh, Leanna Havis new song. Oh, it's a Radiohead cover. Oh, and then I just like walked outside and listened to it. And then when it got to that harmony breakdown. I honestly just wept because I was so in love with life and music. You know, those moments where you're like, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. I can hear this and feel it in the way that I do. I'm so glad to be alive. And like those moments are so rare and I look for them all the time. But yeah, I found it in that in that cover. God, yeah. that she's insane. I love her so much. Yeah, Leanna Havas is, is the best. Like, um, what's really weird about that is like I, when I was on my radio show, I played radiohead's weird fishes the week before that cover came out and then i played the, the yeah. cover of it the week after and it's great because it's like sort of half timed uh um, yeah. as well so, uh, so it kind of works i like both i i i don't it's almost sacrilege yeah. to say that somebody's covered radiohead better than radio <laughs> yeah i didn't i guess i don't really mean that like well, it's, it, it's different it's just so beautiful yeah. she brings a depth to it that oh man big time yeah, what what i suppose like on a sort of flip side of this like have you ever heard a cover version of your songs or like by an artist or whatever that you've been like whoa oh gosh um yeah there's a girl called lizzie mcalpine who um covered both of our songs british covered yours quite recently and yeah. anything that she sings and like adds her hum is just a million times better and yeah she's so awesome what about, what about you, Bruno? Are you going to go with the same one? Yeah, well, there's Lizzie and there's also um, Eloise, the artist who I'm support, um, producing at, at the moment. I my, I basically met her because she posted a cover of my song um, second time and it was just so much better than my version. <laughs> uh, so I immediately like, asked her to, to work with me and like now she's managed by my manager and she was my keys player for two years. So, you know, seeing that cover on that little screen actually led to me meeting one of my best mates, which is pretty cool. Wow. So sweet. It does, it does work that way, isn't that like the, like the OG story of Justin Bieber was like he was just putting stuff up on YouTube and Usher found him. <laughs> yeah. So like, there you go, kids. Anybody who's listening to this right now and wants to stick covers up, do it. You never know what uh, might happen. I was saying, talking of Leanne and covers. So Leanne's a really good friend of mine. And uh, we, uh, I once had a party at my flat and it was like the early hours of the morning. And it was one of those ones where like, there was just a few stragglers at the party left over and it was me and Leanne. And uh, she picked up a guitar and played Julia by the Beatles to me, just the two of us. And it was one of those moments where I can't really remember if it was real or not, but I just, was in i just was like crying and it was really beautiful and yeah just want to say that i think she's like the voice of her generation wow. absolutely there you go i reckon leanne lahavas has the cover market sewing up with uh answers from bruno and Dodi. um <laughs> right our our next part is um this you were in the parking lot earlier that's how i know you <laughs> This is like a, um, uh, what were you getting a time or an example of um, meeting a celebrity or a musician or an artist or somebody that you, you kind of either maybe like cringe about or you're like super excited about. Starting with you, I, I by the way, I imagine both of you have. 
plenty here to go through. I don't. I literally really? can't think of anything. Yeah, genuinely. You've I don't never know why. you've never like accidentally um spilled red sauce on Harry Styles's brand I'll tell new trousers. You, I'll tell you half of one because I don't really want to get into it, but a while back, um I was trying to earn money. So I was a presenter for a while. That was fun. I did a lot of things. And one of them was to interview celebrities. And I can't remember which celebrity it was. Um, but we were backstage at some kind of concert. And we had like 10 seconds with the guy. And so the producer was like, make sure you get these points in. It was sponsored. So it was like, get this and this and this. And I was like, okay, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. I was really nervous. And then right before he came, I farted. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and it was so obvious. And I was like, no. And then I interviewed him. And it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, come on. Tell me who it was, at least. I don't know. I literally don't know. I, I can't remember his name. It's online somewhere, but there's no way in hell I'm ever telling you. So you do know, but you're just not saying. I can't remember his name. I could look it up, but why the heck would I want to do that? Was it Pitbull? <laughs> no, it wasn't Pitbull. Why would it be Pitbull? Well, I'm going to I'm going to tell everybody it's but until you tell us who it was, I'm just going to say that that story was about Pitbull. Cool. <laughs> um Bruno, what about you? Um I've want to see like I've never really understood the the this being starstruck thing. I like I never feel weird about people that are famous because, you know, blah 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 fame is an illusion etc but i do very much get starstruck around people whose talent i am in awe of mm. um and i once met robert plant the singer of led zeppelin who in my opinion is the single greatest like male rock vocalist ever and sort of like a semi-deity in my eyes um and i met him and i just had a coffee with the guy we were working in the same studio and after he walked off, he said to me, I was going to be a quantity surveyor and ended up being a musician. So remember just to enjoy yourself and have a smile on your face at all times. He walked off and sort of into the, the mist, I imagined. <laughs> and, uh, and then I, I just screamed and did about 17 roly polies down the hallway in front of everybody. Um, so, yeah, that was extremely starstruck. Oh my God, I've just remembered. I had a similar reaction to when I met um, Emily King at my New York show. She came backstage mm. and she was like, oh my God, I can't wait to see you live. And then she just left and I lay down. I just lay down on the ground <laughs> in front of everyone. I was just like, I don't know what happened, but oh no, I did it when I met her. Great, well done, memory. Yeah, I straight up just like lay on the floor, like flat on my back, just like, I can't deal with oh, this my... right now. I love you. There's, yeah. If you like, do you think like people who are that like, sort of famous and that at that level level of um celebrity know that they are because if i was at that level and knew i was i would probably have smoke bombs that i would carry around with me so that when i, <laughs> when I was leaving a room i actually would legit Bye -bye. just let, let off a smoke smoke bomb and Remember, like, wow. smile yeah <laughs> yeah and just remember brush your teeth there you go out out like that um, that's that's pretty good. Robert Plant and and Emily King are the answers there. Moving on. To when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Two. Now come to So, hi, I'm said in their recent um, interview in NME that women make the best rock music, which is hard to disagree with considering the amazing artists um, around in, in 2020. Um, but, but it got me thinking about the, the, the question overall. Who is your favorite, like, women, a woman rock god of all time? I've got, I've got, oh, so, I've got so many. I'm going to jump in on this as well. But, like, um, Dodie, we'll I, go have, I have two main ones. The first is obviously Hayley Williams. Like... God, she's been an icon for so long. Yes, she absolutely is a rock god. Like, what does she do? Do now? Does she is she still in Paramore? Is that still going? Or she's, is she solo? she's just released um this new album, like this whole project called Petals for Armor, which is like her solo project, mm-hmm. and it's awesome. It's yeah, she. Oh my god, she's just so cool. Um, yeah, it's really cool. It's kind of like similar but very personal, maybe a little darker than Paramore. Um. Yeah, no, she's still. Her voice is, is absolutely unbelievable. Yes. Oh my it's, god! Fun like, fact. I don't I'm think not... people understand like what a like all time great vocalist she is. Yeah, she used to do these like online kind of lessons with this guy who I was obsessed with for a while called Brett Manning, who um, like taught music and like oh taught um, singing um like vocal coaching and had all these dvds and stuff which i never bought or whatever but i would watch so many of her like talking about her mixed voice and like belting and yeah the technicalities of it must be just so refined she she's yeah. also been like a huge artist for a long time like i think like she was still in her teens when paramore was was kicking off like so she's not never really had any moment yeah. out of the spotlight has she yeah no um but she's still so strong and so talented and i think she must have found those boundaries like pretty soon because she had to um so thankfully she's still surviving and still thriving <laughs> i used to be in a band that um were obsessed with paramore we were an emo metal band i had a big fringe like this and i painted my nails black yes wow. what were you what was your band called oh dude we had a plethora of names originally we were called love loathe repeat 
Oh my god. We became hearts in Atlantis. Um, (laughs) I think we ended up being uh, 12 Titans was the final band name. But yeah. I used to shred. I tapped. (laughs) I I love that stuff. Wow. There's there's something about like, uh, I know we're talking about like um, rock gods of women, but like something about tapping is so like teenage boy, isn't it? Like just tapping. Yeah. There's no need for that in music ever, really, at any point. But it's so impressive. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's, it's, a, ma- it's a magic like trick, and it's actually really easy to do. If you, you just go bing bong, bing bong, bing bong, bing bong, and then loads of notes come out, and people are like, "He's playing the guitar there." Oh. How do you do that? What the? Fuck? Oh my I immediately want to sleep with him. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say my second woman, uh, female rock god, which is this woman called Wallace Bird. She's an Irish um, musician, and she slams on her acoustic so hard she always breaks a string but it always sounds amazing she like uses i don't even know what it is she just stomps about all over the place she was like lying down at her last show and she screams but it's guttural and beautiful like i don't know her singing she she clearly just sings from the heart because her voice sounds wrecked in a fantastic way sometimes mm-hmm. you Heimer's so right women are the best what what gods. what's her name again the the artist you're talking about now Wallace Bird. Wallace Bird. I've heard that name. I, I need to mm-hmm. go and check her out, though. She sounds incredible. Um, mm-hmm. Bruno, who are you saying? Um, I I think there's a there's a strange thing with um, women in music, where they seem to be um, not appreciated for their instrumental abilities, and I think it still happens now. When you look at somebody like Leanne Le Havis, for example, who is an unbelievable guitar player. Yeah. No one no one talks about it. You know, it's always like Ed Sheeran's the guy who ends up on Total Guitar magazine and he's just strumming like a G chord. Yeah. But Leanne's Leanne... playing very complex stuff and Laura Marling as well, like incredibly yes! guitar players. Yes. Um, but it goes all the way back. Um, like I'm going to go with Nina Simone, who is one of my biggest influences as a musician, but she is literally like a Chopin level classical and jazz pianist. She's a, she's a, a true genius, virtuoso improvisational musician on a piano and no one ever talks about it because basically she's a woman so um i just want to say appreciate women's instrument abilities more and um i love nina simone thank you good answer good answers all around um mine were i wrote down patty smith stevie nicks and ellie from wolf alice I was going to go for Stevie Nicks, but I was like, that's pretty obvious. <laughs> I'm so glad you mentioned that one. Big basic P tag. Um, so the, the next bit that we have got is... Oh, hold on. I hit the wrong button. There we go. That was a million years ago. So a million years ago, or more like seven years ago, in 2013 at Tea in the Park in Scotland, there were 53 arrests for petty crimes and five people were thrown out for using pyrotechnics. I used to go to the Twinned Festival with Tea in the Park Oxygen, which uh, would have probably had the similar numbers, if not more. Crazy Irish, crazy Scottish festival goers. <laughs> uh, I've seen some really fucking messed up shit at festivals, um, some really crazy stuff. And that is the question. This is such a dangerous question. <laughs> What's the most crazy thing you've seen at I'm festivals? such a festival noob. I really haven't seen that much apart from your basic, you know, like vomit and like pills. But like, yeah, what? Tell me, tell me some stories because I'm such a noob. I was going to say my answer is like 
the amount of people who turned up to my set. <laughs> so crazy. I did, have, did you not go to festivals as like a, a punter before? I suppose you've been doing this since you were quite young. So like you probably haven't had a chance to go. Genuinely, no. Uh, I went to Reading when I was 17. And then I feel like that was my experience and I was done with it. And then since then, it's just sort of been like for a few days at a time but yeah no i really haven't seen anything too crazy i don't know why i'm just like you seem like blood in mosh pits yeah yeah i'm a seasoned veteran when it comes to to going to festivals like i used to go to several every every summer and some of some of the most mad stuff they've all been really at irish festivals really because people at irish festivals are absolutely crazy um i've seen people climb the inside of the circus tent like (gasps) like a punter who's drunk with no top on carrying like a milk carton full of buckfast and they climb to the top of the the tent and just stay there so nobody like it was during mgmt i think and nobody was watching mgmt just the whole crowd was staring at this guy who was about i don't know like a hundred feet in the air just <gasps> waiting for oh him to fall God. off and die and everybody's like no please um uh yeah i've, I've seen lot, lots of other stuff like lo- lots of mad stuff and lots of people burning tents and all, wow. all sorts of things like that crazy what what about you bruno oh man um i once saw a a sort of like um geometric lattice structure come out my own head um and and show me in a palpable way the connection between myself and the universe <laughs> and i realized i realized in that moment that i was the universe experiencing itself and that i was the sentient part of the universe um and that we were all one and the same wow that is the crazy thing you've seen <laughs> craziest thing i've ever seen in music what person. were you on i don't know if i'm allowed to ask that no you, no, you were on life you were on the universe <laughs> that was a great time at glastonbury yeah. <laughs> my god i mean yeah it p- puts my seeing burning tense story to shame really doesn't it <laughs> geometric shape wow like a map of the oh wow of being <laughs> yeah um so yeah like lots lots of different answers from from nothing really to, to geometric shapes to burning tents um which brings us on to our our unpopular opinion uh this is something i've just just recently put in i mean like the, the like slacker friends is completely brand new anyway everything is recent um but I always think that there's a lot to be said about having an unpopular opinion in in music, like this band are good, this song's great, where everybody else thinks the opposite. Um, Maybe something that goes against the grain that you think is either overrated, underrated, or an unpopular opinion. What what do you guys think of? Maybe I'll I'll go back to you on this one, Bruno, um, to go back to your geometric-shaped head. (laughs) Um, um, To be honest, I... I, um... I don't want to drag anyone, but I, I do, I do have an, a real issue with um, with auto tune at the moment being being sort of um, ubiquitously used in all pop music um, because there there's no such thing as a note in nature. We don't have like a note A or a note B. There is an infinite spectrum, a frequency spectrum, and it's all in tune with itself. But it's all wonderfully slightly out, and everything's a bit wobbly and a bit like rough around the edges and in and in a lot of the music that you hear everything is auto-tuned and it's so perfect and we're we're deleting the 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 natural beauty of our voices and that's why when you listen to carol king or nina simone or ella fitzgerald 
all of those records, even Frank Sinatra, the stuff that I really love, it's it's the the, the slight tuning um, inflections that give it life and give it expression. And we are gridding it out in the same way that we are tuning our faces on Instagram to make them perfect and therefore making them more ugly in the process. We are tuning our vocals to make them more beautiful, but actually making them more ugly in the process. So I'm going to say fuck auto-tune. <laughs> nice. Uh, well, actually, we've got Cher coming on the podcast next week, and I'm sure she'll disagree. <laughs> That's I like that one. I like that answer. Um, auto tune. There's very. Mm. I can I can think of maybe one like on one. Unless hand. it's like used as a style. Like, yeah. yeah, like James Blake used like it really beautifully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bonnie Kanye. But you're so right. You said a bit. Yeah, I, I mean. I, there's one thing I suppose, I suppose like you guys will know this better than me but it's something I've always wanted to know is when you have a less than gifted like vocalist live right and like say like a pop star I think Rob like Robbie Williams had it right where he would have somebody behind the monitor desk or whatever somewhere somebody on stage tuning him live is mm. that possible does that happen or have I just made that up yeah it's possible yeah Wow. How, cool. does, like, how, how does that happen? Does somebody sit behind them with like a, a keyboard? No, and just, like just they hit... must be just singing into like auto-tune, if you know what I mean. The same yeah. way you can have like a plug-in, on, like, like reverb or something like echoing out, you can just sing into auto-tune. <laughs> that makes so much more yeah. sense than me and my wow. guy behind yeah. the keyboard with the keyboard going, that's a G. Oh, no, the e. <laughs> no, that's a little bit sharp. Oh, he's, fu- <laughs> he's fucked up the, e, the F. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not. That would be insane. Um, yeah, damn. Preach. Yeah. Heck yeah. Similarly, my answer is um, about structure. Um, I think structure is overrated in a song. If if a song, I won't listen to a song because it's over three minutes long or it has like a certain amount of like hooks or verses or choruses or whatever. Like a song doesn't need a middle eight. If it's a good song and there are moments that you love, then you're going to come back to it. And I'm sort of sick of um, readjusting songs I've already written to fit uh a conventional um structure or like elongating them to be over three minutes long or they won't be played on radio <laughs> bullshit mm. is it is it difficult to know when you're finished with the structure of a song or is it is that something that comes quite um like in, uh, i will be honest like sometimes i've written songs and i'm like this isn't quite right and someone will suggest something and i'll be like mm, yeah okay maybe like I, i've been glad to redo songs even though i've been like no i wrote it this way but sometimes i'm like I know what I'm doing. Leave me at it. <laughs> what do you think about that, Bruno? Like, um, when 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 it comes to structure in your music, I I hear you. I mean, I'm I'm actually a sort of proponent of of very classic songwriting. I I do love the art of of writing classic songs, and I suppose part of the um inherent uh, identity of a classic song is the song structure itself. Um, but at the same time, um. I don't really like middle eights. I don't have middle eights in any of my songs. Um, it's just interesting seeing how it all develops. You know, like we we, used to, uh, we, yeah. we we never used to have choruses and then suddenly we had choruses and then choruses disappeared and we have like pop drops with weird like dolphin noises. Um, <laughs> and then, I don't know, it's just like, it just changes. It's just fashion and it doesn't matter. A good song's a good song, no matter how it's made or what structure it's in really. Yes, I agree with like, it's fun to write to a structure. It's like poetry, it's like crafting. And there's something Mm. so smart about that to like fit something in a certain way and have it so neat. Like for example, Bruno, 
just being your PR manager again to let a good thing die <laughs> is like so obviously perfect. Like the way each thing's like set up and then like yeah. revealed is heartbreaking. Yeah. But yeah, there are moments in other songs where it's just like this mm. long, flowy, timey wimey type thing, yeah. which which gives a similar feeling. But yeah, there there mm. is. I think I think what I mean is like let that be an option, but also yeah. let like a good structure be. Yeah. Okay, guys, it's time for this. Who's your hero of the week, Bruno? Um, I am going to say my hero of the week is the doctors and nurses who are in the hospitals right now looking after everyone. Um, because there are a lot of people that are sick with coronavirus. Um, and also a really good friend of mine um, and my drummer is currently in hospital and he's not very well. Um, so I just want to say I really appreciate everyone who's doing their bit and risking their lives for, for everyone else in the hospitals and the NHS. Perfect, man. Perfect. You couldn't have said it any better. Took the words I read out of my mouth. Dodie, what about you? Um, mine is similarly like vague. I think, I think everyone who is... Um, everyone who paused their motives and like careers to post about Black Lives Matter and, and join in with that movement and maybe navigate having a release around the same time and, and sort of knowing that now is the time to put that aside and, and, and now also like the way that people are sort of integrating it in with their daily lives and their daily posting to be like, this is just as important and like finding a way to still speak about it forever because it's not over and it's never over. So we've got like uh, worthy heroes, but do we have worthy villains? You're a piece of garbage, a real shitty piece of garbage. Uh... <laughs> wow, this is such a radio show, <laughs> isn't it? Like you can't, like I, I I try my best to do podcasts and stuff, but you just can't take the radio guy out of the out of the radio, can you? <laughs> you really can't. Um, I have a villain. I'm going to talk about it. Um, my villains are the Irish radio stations that have terrible gender disparity in the top Irish women that they play, particularly FM 104, which have no women in the top Irish 20 acts that they play. Zero. Zilch. I saw that list. I saw that list go up. Was it last week or the week before? And it's, I don't know. My friend always been talking about it. It's yeah. so embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. It was how? It was like, I don't know. There are so many amazing Irish musicians. Like, like what the hell? Watch normal people. There's like hundred oh my god it doesn't it's make ridiculous. any sense and there's lots of really it's pure sexism really good new York irish artists coming through that like i mean i'm playing shit tons of my show like luz and um big pig and april just to think off the top of my head and i know there's loads more um truly yeah truly how it's not like there aren't any options it's pure it's just yeah it's just sexist yeah i mean that's 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 pretty decent um bruno what about you um, I don't know if you guys are, are Twitterers. Do you do, you do Twitter? <laughs> a bit. Yeah, we I bet. try to stay off it. Man, I mean, basically, J.K. Rowling has just oh my god, fucked yeah. it. Like, <laughs> basically, there's the, there's sort of like the Queen, and then there's J.K. Rowling. Like, she had all of the goodwill in the world. She's literally the person who made Harry Potter, and for some reason, this week, she's decided to use her infinite platform to bring down the trans community um and basically criticize and, and denigrate them um which is so mental 
Um, so damaging. It's like, so upsetting. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. And even if she does have those extremely unpopular and slightly weird views, why would you say it on Twitter and destroy your your public yeah. will? It's, what are you it's absolutely baffling. So I'm going to say J.K. Rowling, unbelievably, is my villain of the week. It's hard to think back like about three months ago or even three weeks ago that saying J.K. Rowling is a villain just wouldn't wouldn't have washed with anybody. But no. having the view, yeah, I mean, you, you can pretty much end a career uh, pretty pretty easily in 140 characters or less. She's yeah. a complex human being, and obviously she's done a lot of good, but this is just so upsetting and maybe unforgivable unless she listens to actual trans people and uh, educates herself and and does work to undo the damage that she's done for the young trans kids then i am just yeah i'm done with her it's so sad it's like um i remember when robin williams died um, russell brand wrote this beautiful eulogy saying that the saddest thing about his death was that somebody who used to lift us out of the sad narrative of life had now become part of the sad narrative. And it was like doubly depressing when he died. And it's the same with JK Rowling. She's a person who spreads a message of love and her books are proponents of goodwill and like anti-racist virtues, like socialism. And now she has become part of the, the kind of like sad, angry, anti-trans narrative which um which sort of makes it doubly difficult time now for you to spread the message of of good new music i fucking love this band (laughs) and i'm doing that again (laughs) he hit two buttons at the same time right (laughs) let us try again i fucking love this band they are the best band ever period period whoa (laughs) <laughs> that guy really means it um so yeah this is your opportunity to to spread the gospel and the, the good word of any artist that you you love or enjoy or think isn't getting enough um attention on Dodie, who, do, who, who are you going with i mentioned lizzie McAlpine earlier just because she is so talented but i feel like she's just gonna blow up so she doesn't need my help um let me think i found a song on my um discover weekly the other day that was just so beautiful i don't know if i can think of a specific band but whoever zach villa is oh yeah um, i played him on the radio he's he's good there's a song that just came out called sore throat and i've listened to it like a million times in in the past like two days um yeah just like on repeat god it's gorgeous zach villa is really good um bruno what about you uh i'm gonna go with eloise again um i don't know how I can overestimate the level of genius that is within this girl. She is, in my eyes, a modern-day Ella Fitzgerald, and I don't say that lightly. Um, Billie Eilish loves her music and has been screaming about it from the rooftops, and I'm so sure that very soon everyone else is. Eloise, she is a once-in-a-generation genius superstar and uh her music is incredible so check her out wow <laughs> that, that that genuinely just sounds like a better version of this i fucking love this band <laughs> it does it's more sincere ever period <laughs> um <clears throat> no definitely does uh that that but that brings us to the the end of the podcast 
um guys thank you so much for taking the time out to to chat to me thank you for spreading the the gospel of, of good new music as well it gives me something to go and listen to later on and um yeah thank you very much for for being my slacker friends thanks so much for having us great questions great little intros yes. everybody give themselves a round of applause now go ahead and enjoy your day <laughs> <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.